Hi, my name's Samuel Finlay, and you're listening to the Aces Podcast. In this episode, I chat with Sidra Waheed. Sidra has just completed her PhD with Aces at our University of Tasmania node. We chat about the experience, her background, life in Tasmania, what's next for her, and more. So, without further ado, let's get to our conversation. So I'm chatting with Sidra Waheed this morning. Sidra, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, first of all, I have to congratulate you. You've just finished your PhD. Well done. Thank you so much. So obviously with the COVID situation, your, your graduation might be slowed down a little bit. What's the, the current situation there? Yeah, I just uh, submitted my hard copy of thesis and uh, uh, convocation is postponed till December. So we are hoping that things are will be settled down till then and I will be able to attend convocation in 2020 in the December. So let's start there with your PhD. Uh, at the mm-hmm. University of Tasmania, what did you exactly do? Uh, well, I have been working on in a multidisciplinary field of uh, material science and analytical chemistry, and my research focuses was development of novel materials for uh, microfluidic devices by using 3D printing platforms. So I was developing novel uh, materials, fabrication of those materials, characterization of those materials, and it involves subsequent 3D printing of these uh, materials in the form of sensors and analytical devices. So who were your supervisors for your PhD? I'm assuming it would have been ACES chief investigator, Brett Paul, but who else did you work with? Uh, Brett Paul was my primary supervisor, Michael Michael Bredmore. He was my co-supervisor and uh, Trevor Lewis, he was my other supervisor. So I was working with three supervisors. Right. So how long has that journey taken you? Um, I joined uh, PhD in June 2015 and I was able to submit my thesis in 2019 uh, and I finished all the requirements by December 2019. So it took me around four and a half years. So you've had a pretty successful uh, PhD experience. You've you know, been recognized for a number of things. You, know, you uh, won the European Materials Research Society Young Scientist Award in 2018. Uh, you had a critical review paper, 3D printed microfluidic devices, enablers and barriers published uh, by the Royal Society of Chemistry in 2016 and it's been cited um, you know, over 200 times to date. And you're also on the front cover of the uh, 2019 ACES annual report. I'm curious, what's been, uh, I guess, your most proud uh, achievement or highlight? Uh, Well, um, when I received a Young Scientist Award in France, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, but I was lucky enough uh, and I had a very strong support of my supervisors and um, support from the ACES who sent me there to attend a, such a big conference uh, of about 3,000 participants. And uh, over there, I get uh, a award of young scientists for presenting my research uh, paper entitled as Breaking the Barriers in 3D Printing Technology by Using uh, Novel Materials. So when my name was announced over there, I was really, like, it was a moment for me, great moment for me. 
I bet. And were you able to network with a lot of people over there? Yeah. Uh, like uh, I was able to network over there and uh, people were really uh, curious to know about my work. And at that time, 3D printing technology was gaining a momentum. So a lot of people were asking about my work and particularly uh, printing with micro diamonds was quite a really novel thing. Uh, so yeah, I was able to showcase my skills and uh, attract different audience far from Australia to in the Europe. So it was a great recognition for me. So let's just go back to your background before coming to uh, Australia. You're originally from uh, Pakistan, is that correct? Yes, I'm originally from Pakistan. Basically, I belong to a small city which is situated in the north of Pakistan. So I had my early education from there. It's, it's Atak. And uh, after completing my high school, I moved to a metropolitan city, Lahore, uh, and I did my undergrad from Government College University, Lahore, over there. And for master's, I moved to another university, which is, again, in, situated in Lahore, Punjab University. From there, I did my master's uh, in uh, master's degree. And uh, my research, I started my research career from Punjab University in my master's, uh, where I uh, was working as a student as well as later on I joined uh, Punjab University as a research scholar as well and I work on the development of uh, desalination membranes over there and uh, fortunately my that work was also well recognized and published in uh, reputed journals. So what did you do for your undergraduate degree? Uh, for undergraduate uh, it, my major was a chemistry and uh, my research work over there was uh, uh, determination of insecticides from wheat products. So you mentioned after your master's, you, you stayed on as a, as a researcher in, in Pakistan. When did you sort of decide that you wanted to pursue a PhD and why? Uh, I must say, like, it was my dream since I was in undergrad that I have to do a PhD from abroad. And uh, this thing was not uh, normal. You can say it's not uh, that easy for women in Pakistan. Uh, but it was one of my dream. Uh, so after completing my master's, uh, I entered uh, formally in a research career. And from there, I get inspired by different uh, professors, my teachers who already took a degree from abroad and uh, from there I decided like I will go abroad for my PhD degree and in 2015 I contacted Professor Brett Paul and he offered me a position over there in the University of Tasmania funded by ACES and ACROSS. ACROSS is uh, Australian Centre for Research and Separation Science. So I must say I was very lucky to work in such a collaborative and dis multidisciplinary field uh, where I have a support from the ACES as well as uh, ACROSS, the experts of the material science and the experts of the analytical sciences. Uh, and I tried to take full benefit of them and uh, uh, take this opportunity, take maximum out of this opportunity.
So how did that contact with Brett Paul come about? Uh, I was looking for a PhD position and I saw on the website that he is looking for some um, PhD students to work on 3D printing for microfluidic devices. So I just dropped him an email and he get back to me and uh, we have some initial conversation. He asked about my backgrounds and uh, some basic questions. And then, uh, yeah, my, my background were, was in polymer chemistry and uh, which he required and a bit in analytical chemistry as well. So yeah, our research interest match and he offered me a position in University of Tasmania. So how is life in Tasmania? Oh, I must say it's fantastic. It's a beautiful island, like moving from uh, a very warm region of Lahore. I live in Lahore for around eight years after finishing my high school. And then I moved to Tasmania, which is super clean. And the best thing I like over there is uh, the beaches are available after every 20 minutes walk. Um, and I learned few new skills over there. Like I dipped myself first time in the ocean in Tasmania. I learned swimming there, uh, which is like in Pakistan, the area in which I used to live, swimming is not that common. So I moved there and swimming and uh, I had an opportunity to go for the bushwalks and a lot of mountain tracks available over there. So it's, it's, it was amazing to live so close to the nature and enjoying, particularly enjoying the summer. I like the summer in Tasmania. It's awesome. Yeah, Tasmania is a beautiful <laughs> part of the world. I love going down um, for holidays. I've been down a number of times. Uh, where, where's some favorite maybe uh, travel destinations? I know when I went down, uh, we went down to Bruni Island, which was just amazing and beautiful. Is yeah. there a favorite spot maybe in Tasmania for you? Um, I love to be in Maria, Maria Island where wallabies are moving around you and wombats are moving around you and you can tap at them. They're not scared of humans. Kangaroos are all around in the Maria Island and beautiful uh, views over there. So have you done much other traveling, maybe around Australia? And you mentioned you've been to France, um, you know, for that Young Scientist um, Award where you're recognized there. But have you done much other traveling around? Uh, yeah, like um, ACES is quite generous in providing funding to students for traveling. So I attended uh, various uh, conferences in Melbourne, in Keynes, in Wollongong. Uh, and uh, we also arranged a few conferences in Hobart. So people from all over the world arrived at Hobart for attending it. So it was another opportunity to network over there. And beside that, I have been to Malaysia. Uh, and that was my personal trip. But uh, yeah, I have been to many places for attending different conferences in, within Australia. And we used to uh, visit Wollongong and Melbourne, I think, uh, for ACES workshops, ACES meetings, uh, which gives me an opportunity to talk about my research and to know about the research of other people doing uh, in ACES. So what would you say would be, I guess, your uh, 
favorite yeah. aspect of being a part of Aces? Would it be that? Yeah, um, it is a collaborative environment and uh, uh, we uh, it provides a platform where we can connect uh, with the other students in other university, uh, particularly the weekly meetings which are held on every Wednesday. They are really very effective, particularly when if I stuck somewhere in my research, then I have an opportunity to interact with the other experts sitting in the Wollongong or in the Deakin, and they are happy to provide the feedback or any technical support. So uh, ACES is a good place where I can, I feel like I grow a lot. You're sort of staying in the, the research uh, sort of um, area and academia. Did you think at all about going potentially into industry? Personally, I like academia more, uh, but if uh, I get any wonderful opportunity which uh, enables me to uh, work in industry, keeping my creativity as well, because in industries, environments are a bit commercialized uh, and targeted audience. Uh, so I am much more comfortable. So far, I'm comfortable in academia where I can work on creativity and I'm much more academic person, I think. My husband is doing uh, his PhD in China, so I have uh, um, an opportunity offered there in China where my husband is doing his PhD in another group, which is analytical uh, chemistry-based group in Tsinghua University, uh, Beijing. Uh, and I am hoping to work on 3D printing uh, of living cells over there. Uh, but due to this COVID-19 uh, issue, things have been delayed. But I'm hoping things will settle in a couple of weeks or maybe a couple of months. Then I'm planning to go back there in Beijing and join my husband over there and a research group over there. And, and what's life like over there compared to, I guess, Tasmania? Ah, totally different. So busy and so metropolitan and uh, so rushy. When you're not in the labs or when you're not, you know, researching or writing, how do you like to spend your spare time? Um, when I was like in Tasmania, uh, my favorite thing is to go to the beach and dip into the ocean. It is really very relaxing, particularly in summer mornings. But uh, in winter, it's not possible over there. It's super cool over there. So in winter, I prefer to go for the bushwalks or there was a Mount Nelson, which is very close to my house. Uh, I love to go there through the mountain tracks and uh, passing through the wallabies over there. Uh, Tasmania is quite, uh, wallabies are like uh, very common over there, moving around on the roads. Uh, so my favorite thing is to go for uh, bushwalk. Well, I live in Wollongong, so it's somewhat similar to Hobart, where we've got the mountains there and, and the beach as well. So similar interests there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this kind of leads into my next question and something I've been asking everyone that I've had on the podcast. I'm wondering, mm -hmm. do you have a, a, maybe a morning routine or something you do every single day that helps you approach your day of work? Uh, my morning starts with a cup of coffee. 
and uh, then I love to go for the walk uh, in Tasmania. Uh, beach was only uh, 10 minutes uh, away from my house. So having a walk, having a cup of coffee and then go for a walk on the beach, having some bread and think about uh, the coming day and forget about the failures of the yesterday. And uh, I think sea gives me a walking through a beach and uh, being closer to the sea gives me a more energy to start my day. You've just sort of finished your PhD. And I'm wondering if you have any advice for anyone who might be just starting or uh, maybe on their journey. Uh, yeah, a couple of advices. Uh, firstly, like PhD path is uh, not an easy one. I think everybody say that, but uh, I will add to it that don't afraid to get fail. Uh, don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. So uh, failure and uh, unexpected circumstances are quite common with PhD students. But the thing is, um, accept the failures and find a way how to get it. So to develop a resilience within yourself. And secondly, the most important thing which I, which helped me is always surround yourself with a people who are ready to give you a support. This support can be a technical support or it, this support can be an emotional support from your friends. So surround yourself throughout your PhD with uh, people who are willing to give you support. And if you need uh, that support, don't afraid to ask for it. Just go and like ask for the help. Uh, I often uh, uh, like uh, having a talk with other PhD students, they are afraid of asking for our help. Uh, it can be a technical help and it can be an emotional help. So have a good uh, circle of close friends. And if you need a, a help, just ask for help from your supervisors as well. And uh, most of the universities have uh, counseling support as well. So the professional help is really very uh, helpful for students to keep moving in the PhD time. If you weren't doing research for a living, if you didn't do a PhD, what do you think you would be doing for a career? Um, I think I must be a teacher. Yeah, I, uh, back in Pakistan, I used to teach to high school kids as well for a short time period. So if I'm not doing research, then I would be a teacher, I guess. A science teacher? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thanks so much for having a chat and all the best. And hopefully you can get over to China in the, in the near future. Yeah, thank you so much. And I hope these things will settle soon and uh, we will continue the life with new norms, I guess. <laughs> That's right. Well, thanks so much and stay safe, Sidra, and talk soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and have a good time. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening to the ACES podcast and my chat with Sidra Wahid. To listen to more episodes like this one, be sure to subscribe wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. You can also find more information about ACES on our website, electromaterials.edu.au. On our website, you'll find links to the various social media platforms we're on. And you can also follow me on Twitter, at Samuel Finlay. 
Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>